indeed, folks. Welcome to Pod Sham God. More soul in a sock with a hole. Oh shit! <laughs> Ragging my dad today, huh? Yeah, I don't know. Come with something a little bit different. Nice. Sometimes you got to pump fake. Switch it up. Yep. This time we do a little switch, a little Sham God. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. A little fake Hezzy Jimbo, as you they know, call him. I was I was expecting a little. Uh, some razzmatazz? No, no, no. I was expecting some acid jam on that last track. Oh. Cut up. Oh, yeah. Like to, to drop some of their... Oh, yeah. That, that could be a thing that could happen. I thought... That's what I was... As people are talking. Oh, jeez. People want that acid jam. They want to hear it? I don't know. Okay. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to hear it? You just couldn't find it on your phone. You're like, no, oh, where no, is it? No, I, I do know where it is. Like, it's not my cloud. I do know where it is. I was listening to it. I was like, actually, that is kind of fresh. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I have it on a different computer, a nearly defunct computer, so I should pull that out nice. and uh, back that up, because it's a jam. Fuck yeah. It's acid jam. Fuck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. How you doing this week? Uh, doing great, man. Uh, I got to see some comedy. Went to a comedy on state with the whole crew. We had uh, Krings. Nice. You know, fan of the pod, friend of the pod. Hell yeah. Uh, Angie and Krings' mom, Ruth, Ruthless, and his brother, Adam. Ah, uh, shit. Kicking it with Ruthless. Kicking it with Ruthless, the all-time legend. Ah, uh, shit. You know, the, the one of the coolest ladies out there. Nice. Uh, she's the best. And uh, the first time I ever smoked weed, right before we went out, we had a conversation with her in the kitchen because we were, you know, we had to sneak out because we were like, whatever, 16 sure. or whatever. And, uh, and she knew she just, you could just tell what was up, you know? And she just kind of like Jedi minded me. She's like, be safe, be careful. She just like, kind of like, was just like, you know, whatever it's going to be. She let you know what's up. Yeah. yeah, She let me know what's up and like how to be an adult and responsible about it. And I'll never forget, you know, uh, very epic thing. Uh, you know, what was, what happened the first time you went out and smoked pot? Uh, first time I went out and smoked pot, uh, just uh was at a party never mm. really smoked before was drunk smoked weed laughed my ass off all right alcohol's a gateway drug folks <laughs> yeah nothing nothing really too special <laughs> uh, that story all right that's a good story though yeah, yeah. Were, were you into it did you like it at first oh i love it first you scared no 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 i wasn't Frightened? scared uh no i immediately started laughing like everything was so fucking funny like how do you hate you know joy and happiness and you can't hate joy and happiness you know it's not okay like it's it's hard you know it's so hard. speaking of joy and happiness we went down to the comedy club and saw rory scoville one of the best comedians out there nice. one of the best improvisers of all time rory scoville yeah he he did a, a special where he did four complete comedy sets of improvised comedy like like sure. basically four hours and then they chopped together the best parts of it i heard uh this is a little off tangent, but I heard oh. a, a funny story about um, Sinbad. Remember Sinbad? Of course, I remember Sinbad. Yeah, I heard. Uh, it was one of the best guest turns ever on Always Sunny, where they do the. Oh yeah, him and Rob Thomas. Oh, the best. I know, I know. That is that is one of the guest <laughs> all time fucking cameos. All time cameos. All the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead. No, so Sinbad, like Norm Macdonald was saying that, like, um, I don't know. I think he was in Canada or something. So he was doing a set with Sinbad. Hmm. And they were, like, hanging out before the set or whatever, like, you know, that whole weekend or something. This was in Canada? Somewhere in Canada, I like Like, Ottawa? Do you remember the city? I don't remember the city. Mm. But they were, like, um, they just flown in. And, like, I guess they were, like, buying socks in bed and, like, Norm McDonald's or, uh, like, Walmart (laughs) buying socks or whatever. Okay. And it turned out to be, like, this thing where, like, I don't know, I guess it was, like, super hard for them to buy socks. What was the problem? I forgot what the problem was exactly, even. But the point of the story was is that, like... 
Norm's just like talking about how he did like this whole set and like you know how he does it like meticulously like everything's thought out and planned out or whatever completely and Sinbad just goes up there and is like so why is it so hard to buy fucking socks in Canada? Uh, and, and it just like kills it. Just does it, a whole just set it. about like socks and buying socks and shit. Like, so and he I was bet, a special. And it. I bet he crushed it. Man. Crushed it. Crushed yeah, because like Sinbad's improv at that time when he was at the height of his game, like he was, you know, people forget he was such a huge celebrity for sure. And he was selling out theaters and just going up and just just demolishing crowds. Uh, this was a little bit different level. We had Rory Scovel. He's not quite on that level of comedy, okay. but. To me, he's in like that pantheon of good, uh, on the spot thinkers and just like surrealist, surrealist comedy to the point where you're, you know, you're laughing so hard at how like outside the box and how out of left field these jokes are. Okay. And then they keep coming just one after you by surprise. And they keep coming one after another. And his energy is so odd. And like for some people, it's kind of off putting. Like I was like trying to like get my, uh, my dad to go because it's his birthday tomorrow. And he, he like watched like one video and he's like, this guy is weirding me out. I cannot go watch sure. this guy. <laughs> and I'm like, come on, he's amazing. And like, you can see where he can be like off putting. But uh, the whole thing was just a blast. We're laughing so hard. Our cheeks were hurting. Nice. You know, the, the fam, you know, John's fam was just loving it. So it was the shit. So shout out to them. Hell yeah. All timer. How was your week? Uh, week was good. Uh, is that a wedding this weekend? Hmm. Uh, in co-worker. town, in, in town, town wedding, in town wedding, yeah, hell yeah, they those are always not... the best. Those are always the best because then you don't got to stay anywhere. Are they going on a honeymoon like somewhere else? Oh, I'm sure, of course. Okay, okay. They're like, we're gonna get married in Madison and go on our honeymoon to Chicago. Oh, like, I've known like... people that got married in Madison. Like, that's... oh yeah, it happens. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, you want to make it. I don't know. I always think of it like you want to do some kind of destination or something, something like more obscure outside of town. I think you really want to, you know, get your families. Yeah, that's the most important part. Wherever there's a nice central meeting ground for people to coexist. Yeah, but no, weddings are always a good time. Well, shit, sometimes the courthouse is the way to do it. (laughs) Get get both sides of the family down to the courthouse, do that, and then do a party later. Yeah, I mean, you know, everyone's got their own way to do it, I guess. That's true. That's true. So you had a good time? Oh, for sure. Weddings are always a good time. Were you a best man? Were you like a groom's? No, I was just a coworker. I was co-worker. just hanging out with the, ah. the coworkers. We were the, uh, the trouble group. Okay. We are the, uh, the not, ones that don't fit in. Not part of the family. The, the outcasts. The outcasts, yeah. Yeah, the black yeah. sheeps of the, uh, That's the my wedding vibe, party. Though. That's my vibe. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Come on, I was been an outcast. Ah, uh, you're so outside, you're inside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, yeah, I'm above. I, trans- I transcend, I transcend shit. But no, I was just talking about outcast and band. Like I vibe ah. with fucking big boy and three stacks all day. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And like Big Rube says, man, just you're an outcast, man. We're all outcasts. If you feel like an outcast, uh, South has something to say. South has something to say. Man. Yeah, I just re-listened to Andre's uh, verse on the uh, the Kanye album donda oh nice the, he's like just like miss donda miss donda and he's got going through it but he yeah. gets so emotional and could you imagine if andre like put out a solo album like a real honest to god like completed effort like oh the, it'd be great the whole earth would like, just I like still... split in two and people just would just be celebrating in the streets every week every week i always listen to uh the art of storytelling part four of course okay uh the one that was on speaker box ah <laughs> uh, yeah that ends that uh his the love below album yeah he's not, yeah andre's is the love below yeah that song is a jam like yeah if he could have an old album like that mm-hmm. but what i want more is a uh just like a big bad big boy 
three stacks. The uh, reunion. Outcast reunion. Bring in oh, organized the- noise. Bring in the of dungeon course. fan. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, that's what I want. Uh, I don't know. They did that reunion tour where they got together to play all those shows. They did 50 shows, yeah. and Andre had like 50 different jumpsuits that he designed. Nice. And he was just like, I'm just doing that because I want to do the fashion side of it, you know? Because he always had that where he's like, you know, how old can you be as a rapper? Like, a rapper, like, how far can you go? And like, do you see yourself as that as you're like in your, your you know, your elder state? Sure, sure. Because like with MF Doom, he was just like, I'll still probably be speaking in rhymes as an old fart. And he's just like talking about kind of like dissing himself for being like, knowing that he's going to be an old man rapper, you know, like in a young man's game. Right. But having said that, there was like another posthumous release from MF Doom this week. There's a song called Bars Simpson, and it's got Jay Electronica and MF Doom on the same track. So Dang. two of the most reclusive cats of all time. Well, Doom's everywhere. Doom is not everywhere. Like, I mean, like he's done Doom tracks with everywhere. everyone, though. Like that's the thing. Like, yeah. Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica is like way more like head yeah. in the sand, like out, you know, on the outskirts for yeah. sure. But Doom's got projects with everyone. Yeah, but. That's why, yeah, I was gonna say because like he is also on the Black Thought album, so like he has two verses, like two posthumous like releases this week alone, right? That are mind blowing. How'd you feel about that uh, Black Thought album? Fucking loved it, man. Yeah, loved every fucking second of it. What's your favorite song? Uh, I mean, cheat codes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like all of them. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I probably like Belize, the track with MF Doom the most. Okay. What's your favorite track? Oh, Aquamarine by far. Okay, okay. Far and Away is an easy one. And then Raekwon, I was like hearing Raekwon. Well, Raekwon that. jumps out right away. He's the first. I like hearing Run the, the first, Jewels on there. Yeah, he's the first guest ASAP. feature. He comes yeah. in like really like in a nice way, like, you know, just like Raekwon laying down. Oh, Raekwon down. always kills it. Yeah, he's so always it, on point. And he's always making good shit today, too. Like, he's just oh, still, he's the only time, one, right? like, I think that's still. Well, people want to get him as that feature because he's that perfect feature. I mean, oh, dude, he can go on any beat. Always. And kill it. Always, yeah. Um, So, yeah, on that, then you got, uh, yeah, ASAP Rocky. That's like, you know, I don't know. Do you like ASAP? Yeah, I love ASAP, man. I sat in a party. Did I put you up on ASAP? No, no. I swear I did, dude. Oh, you did actually on that trip. That's right when we were driving around. That's right. Fuck it. Okay, so then, yeah, you totally did. My bad, my bad. Because <laughs> I was not vibing with them for a certain ex- for like a stretch, you know? Right, right. Because I had missed that whole purple tape. I never like gotten down like that during that time. Sure. And I would just like remember hearing stuff of his and was like never that crazy about it. But you played me at long last. Yep. And like we were cruising around, just driving. I don't know, you know, wherever we were driving, and uh, it was like it just like it was like a mind opening experience. But then I went to see him. And he was like an hour and a half to two hours late. <laughs> we're Sounds just, right. And we're just standing in this parking lot forever, just like waiting for ASAP Rocky to come out. And we're just, all, it's just like a blacktop parking lot. And I'm just like, damn it. And then he finally came out. And it was definitely pretty good. But I had seen Tyler, the creator. It was at a festival like two uh, the night before. Sure. And he brought ASAP Rocky out to do Potato Salad, which is nice. like my yep. favorite song that nice they. Dub one, yeah. So I had already seen him do my favorite song that he does, and I was mm-hmm. like, ah, nothing's gonna top this. And they had to wait <laughs> two hours to like see the show. <laughs> Did you uh, check out the uh, the game's new album? He's got a new album that dropped too. I listened to a little bit of that uh, Eminem diss track. Yeah. Yeah, the Black Slim's Shady. Nice. And he's got a bunch of people on there too. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know. I was never wild about him. 
I like the game. Yeah. What do you, what do you like about him? I like that he perseveres. He's like he's still like, he's 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 got good bars. Like it's it's weird. Like he's also got like good production in a lot of songs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I don't know. There's a lot of people that do it for him. I know he's not just got like one guy or something. But yeah, he's worked with tons. tons I feel of people. like he always has like unique like um like he has a couple of um songs where he'll just like rework a beat too. And I always like when they can do that and keep it fresh. Like okay. Yeah. Uh, Any particular examples? Yeah, he's got one with uh it's an, an older album and I think it's with uh um fuck, what's his name? Uh I can't remember Uh-oh. his name. He does an oh, album no. oh uh Anderson Pac. Ah. I think it's a track with Anderson Pac on, yeah. on an older album and um they take a old uh Dr. Dre beat for Tupac. Gotcha. Um, and they rework it. Okay. Um, and then this new album, they do a. a was that the rework. one for the Compton soundtrack, or was that a different one? Was that earlier than that? I think it was earlier than that. Ah, jeez. Okay. Yeah. And then they did uh, on this new album. They got one with uh, uh, Chrome Slugs and Harmony, where they do a Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Wow. Rework. All right. It's the Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Fuck yeah! That's the second time I had to drop that. It's the Thuggish Ruggish Bone. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, my love for uh, Bone Thugs and Harmony just like runs like oh, you know so to smooth. my core. Yeah, you know? and they got good production too. Like their production. Oh, the best production. Yeah. Like the track that they did with Biggie, you know, B.I.G. You know, Bone and Biggie, um, Notorious Thugs. That track always so stands. It always stands out on that album because the production is so good, and it I has know. that. It has that Bone Thugs Dude, production. Like, two or three weeks ago, I was on a boat, and uh, like way like we were like eating at a a restaurant like outside mm-hmm. and like the way in the distance you could hear like a boat blasting like bone and diggy and <laughs> i was just like shit like notorious thugs notorious thugs all like day Man- like down. monona i don't think anyone else just like, vibing with yeah, it i don't think anyone else caught that ah uh, i was like yeah dude. no you have to yeah you have to catch that you gotta catch that yeah because like for me i gotta give a shout out to my aunt aunt trisha we used to drive around in her ford uh 92 ford probe listening to East 1999 and creeping on a come up ah, on cassette yeah. tape. And that reminds Classics. me, I need to call her and get back in, in touch with that part of the family. I haven't heard from them in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that Bone Thugs and Harmony, man, I'd be a little kid. We'd be riding around, you know. That's dope. Yeah. You know, oh, just loving that shit. That's dope, man. Yeah. North side of Kenosha just cruising around. Well. All day long. <laughs> yep. Bone Thugs. But yeah, in other hip hop news, I've been kind of uh, following this Talib Kweli story he is suing jezebel for three hundred thousand dollars for distress and defamation what's is jezebel like a media outlet or what's it's it a media there's like gawker jezebel okay, okay. you know like i don't know like the av club would be I was, similar well i was thinking it could be an artist named jezebel too like i don't know i'm sure there is, is but yeah who the no, fuck is it's jezebel? it's like a kind of uh maybe like a like a left like a left-leaning like uh woman's based uh like a news outlet sure it's a good it's a classic there's a lot of good ones i mean like you would be familiar with some of their like other subsidiary nope. like you you would for sure. Sign on Web 420, man. <laughs> Tell you that. Um, um, but Talib basically like went on this rant, um, a couple of rants on Twitter against a couple of people, gotten some some Twitter beefs. Yeah. And he was like, I love tweet- Twitter beefs, man. And then Twitter he was like, these are the best beefs. He was going like a little too hard though, and he was like, it bordered into like harassment. So he was like tweeting at a couple specific like women for like twelve hours straight. Oh, and damn. just like going off and then he eventually twitter eventually Taleb. banned him and uh to live i just want to like preface this by saying like to live is like one of my all-time heroes 
right Re- reflection eternal black star literally one of the best hip-hop shows i ever saw was to live in 2005 with johnny c with the krings and then also seeing again seeing to live again with you whenever that was four years ago <laughs> right i can't remember exactly when that was that one was all right though it was very solid yeah. it, it brought the room together and uh he did get on like a kind of a couple political screeds which were really funny because like he like went off he's like and fuck jordan peterson and we're all like yeah <laughs> and it was like super hilarious and um the the thing about the story is it's interesting because uh basically he's suing them for distress for writing this article explaining him harassing another person on the internet and so it you know, it went off into the, all all these different directions where, like, you know, the these women were just accusing him of, you know, like, p- trying to put them down and for, like, different forms of harassment. And then they write this article about it, and then he's now suing them for basically, like, defamation and, like, you know, emotional stress because of what the article did to him. Well, what was the article saying that he did? It was saying that he was harassing people on the Internet, basically. Okay. And trying to, like you know, kind of put women down in a certain respect. And then it definitely had like a racial component to it. And uh, it got kind of like messed up. Because I mean, I mean, I remember listening to the People's Party to Live's podcast and he had Donnell Rollins on there, you know, Donnell sure. from yeah, Chappelle. Donnell. Yeah, yeah. And Don, Donnell's like, what the fuck are you doing harassing like these women? Like this is like when that shit was ha- like right when that was happening. And I was like listening to the pod because the People's Party is amazing. You're going to hear all kinds of stories from all the best hip hop you know artists around and producers from the past for sure and uh donnell was like dude you got to calm down like you're gonna get fucking banned from all like you know so they basically he did eventually get banned from twitter and like you know a few other platforms and uh it's just crazy because like to me like he's like a like a social justice like civil rights like leader from like my 2000 era sure and like how does like that 2000 era translate to 2002 you know 2020 Oh yeah, 2022. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, 2002. It translates from 2000 <laughs> to 2002. Sorry, too many twos in there. Sure. And how does that translate to like modern times? And like, what was progressive then is not progressive now, and like, there's like a like a friction between that, you know. So I don't know. It's been an interesting story. Yeah, it's crazy, but then the, it's also like you know, people don't, uh, people aren't always gonna be like one moment isn't gonna define someone either like that's something that we gotta learn too like one moment isn't gonna define someone especially a person a moment when a person's in like distress or it's like their worst moment mm-hmm. like i don't think that's like i mean yeah he was doing this over the course of like a pretty long time okay yeah definitely over like more than a year's worth of kind of abusive kind of twitter stuff but at the same time, like, he's, like, one of my favorites. So, like, you know, like, I, I still love him, you know. Sure, sure. And so I always got him backed up. So it's just interesting to see, like, what's going to happen with this. This is, like, the Hulk Hogan suit where, like, Hulk Hogan sued Gawker for them, like, posting that that picture of his dick. Yeah. You remember, remember, you remember any of this? Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. That. I remember that. So it's, like, what what is the precedent now that's going to be set for, like, you know, media exposure and, like, I don't know. Well, obviously, if he did something um, and it was public, you think you have the right to write about it. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I guess I just want to know more about, like, what was said exactly. There is a lot. Before I, like, make any judgments. Yeah, you don't have to, I'm not saying to make any judgments one way, one way or the other. And that's where I'm at. I'm on, like, the middle of this whole thing. Where I'm sure. like, damn, like, I love this guy. And he's, like, a big part of my my past, Reflection Eternal. 
it's like it's in my DNA at this point. Right. So it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> that's the I guess that's the uh, the end of this rap segment. We brought it down, went from a, a high to a low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have anything to pick it back up. <laughs> oh come on! Anything else? It. Anything else going on? Nah, nah. Jeez, brutal. Yeah, so yeah, that to live stuff. I've been like also into this idea, not this idea, but this uh this this fake sun nuclear reactor that they're trying to build in China. What's going on with that? Uh, this is like it's oh it's it's been ongoing, but like I've been kind of just digging into it a lot more recently. They have this like nuclear fusion reactor that got ten times hotter than the 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 core of the sun. Okay. So the way this reactor works, it is a uh, it's a uh, basically like a similar reaction that's happening in the core of the sun, and and they, you know they're trying to like produce you know free energy. But this is also like, you know, has some, some dangerous side effects, you know, if they don't, if they don't do it right. Yeah. And, uh, it's just been, it's just kind of interesting to dig into it to see like what they're actually pulling off though. Cause this is kind of like the furthest that this type of reactor has gotten. They've been trying to make, do this for like 70 years, you know, and it just always gets my wheels turning where like, you know, like nuclear has so many negative like repercussions, you know, mm-hmm. but so obviously does coal and oil and like like where are we at with that yeah it's always funny too to see us like push the limits and push the limits because like wasn't there something that came up a, a while ago with some collider thing that we made yeah yeah there's been a few a few experiments yeah the, the part, particle, particle collider yeah, yeah we're trying to find that particle and yep we're like you know it could have had a some, catastrophic some god, god particle stuff or they might split the universe in half yeah yeah <laughs> So it's always weird, like, you know, just keep pushing it on that. So do you think it's worth it for us to try to explore those avenues to get clean energy and free energy? For even, sure. Even if it has, like, major potential side effects? Because we obviously know, like, coal and oil and all the side effects of that. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I think so. Like, I think it's definitely worth it to pursue it, obviously, as safely as you can. Um, They're exploring the unknown. But like you know, you kind of you kind of have to though. Like you kind of, like what choice you have though. Like I don't know what other choices we have. We had to come up with something. Yeah, because I I feel like though it's like it's it's one of those things where, um, you know, like you look at today, and everything's kind of, you know, the big question in a lot of people's minds are are like, would you have a a kid today? Yeah. Because like. Do you, are, how sure are you that like everything is just not gonna fucking end tomorrow anyway? Like everyone feels well, like that, we're, that has we're, the moral and incom- you know everyone feels like we're on the brink of like the world ending, right? But people, then like we people think always we think, think about we that. think about two generations ago, like yeah. what our grandparents went through. There was two world wars. Like where my grandpa was from, there was like India and Pakistan were just getting created and fucking each other up. Like I'm sure like people in East Europe weren't living a great life either. Um, you know, like just yeah. way tougher than it is now, like two of, generations of ago. Of so, like, course. And everyone then fucking had kids. Well, I think it's everyone like, then had us. And then they had, so, yeah. And so then you survive. Like, yeah. So it's like everyone's on the brink of fucking like, well, there, there's like an accumulated like neurosis and like, uh, uh, fear that like accumulates in humans through time. Because like, I think people really were in danger for the longest time. Sure. And then like they pass that, you know, through their, you know, cause like that's survival. You know, if you, if you're born in world war two and like you had like no food and you had just rations and you came up through that and you survived that and then you've 
you know, you then you have your kids and then you like kind of pass that along to them. Right. And then they have that like, oh shit, we're like right on the edge, you know? And then of course, like, you know, we did, like our generation like went through like some kind of more, you know, we had 9-11, like when we were, you know, uh, you know, at a certain age. Yeah. But that, like, that, that, that kind of rocked things like up a little bit, kind of yeah, shook things up yeah. so that kind of people were freaking out. Then he had all, you know, the wars that we perpetrated because of that. Then he had the 2008 crash. Yeah. And then he had COVID. (laughs) (laughs) And so people do have this, like, uh, fear-based, like, shit is going to fall apart. The end of the world is near kind of vibe. But we're still pushing. But people are still still going to be, like, having kids and they want to have kids. Nature is the push. That's why I brought that up about, like, those climate scientists, like, a couple episodes ago where I'm like, do you think, like, climate scientists that are, like, severely concerned about global warming, like, still have kids? Right, I remember that. That's why I was trying to tie it back. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, of course they do because, like, the biological imperative to, like, continue and, you know, persevere absolutely and uh that's just like kind of how that goes but this uh this nuclear sun they call it a fake sun that they built over in china and uh you know obviously it's very hard to harness that type of energy china i am down with the fake sun china <laughs> make more make as many suns as we fucking can yeah. i'm all about the sun so they're, they're creating let's the get fake. hot let's get hot <laughs> so yeah you're one with the sun but you could be one with like multiple suns um i'm with it uh, yeah so that's that's what give i me, give me a sun at night <laughs> <laughs> i mean sometimes you see the moon out during the day right what's up with that yeah yeah moon's fucking playing like I don't so know. you gotta get another sun during the night that moon is something else though <laughs> <laughs> just like peeking out you know yeah. it'll be 3 p.m on a clear day and you're like shit what are you doing moon i see you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so just kind of you know tripping out on the uh the the nuclear fusion situation just learning more about that sure you know i'm so i'm so dumb and uh you know it's just uh trying to understand that stuff it's uh fun to it's because it's like entertainment to me <laughs> you know because it's like i have no stake in the game it's like oh china created another sun i'm like well what are they doing like it's, there's i can do nothing to stop it sure i feel like i'm absolutely powerless against this situation so right, i'm like well right. i better just see what the fuck's going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i don't know that's going that's what's going on we thought we were done talking about hip-hop but uh drake 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 uh, just drake just uh passed the beatles for the most top hits on the billboard singles charts of all time uh that doesn't matter though exactly yeah yeah that doesn't matter because like it's, it's so much easier to do that these days well they were selling like physical singles back right. in the day and now it's just like stream counts and they're only compete so. you had to compete with so many spots like mm. to get a spot and for how many people were competing for that spot like and Co- then to stay on that billboard and get another yeah. one like it's way more of a achievement then of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. And Drake's song sucks, so that's oh, also yeah. I still a haven't listened to his new album yet. I heard it's good, but I, I yeah. haven't got into it. This is like the WNBA um, thing where it's like, can you name three WNBA players? Sure. Can you name three Drake songs? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's Zero to 100. Okay. Um, that one's dope. Um, Hotline Bling. Okay. It's pretty fresh. I didn't like that song at first, and then it, it took you a me. while. And then you got yeah, into it, yeah, yeah. And then, then it fucking caught up to. Me. I'd always make fun of, uh, uh, yeah, it's an old coworker of ours. Mm. Um, but 
I'd like to say no names. For the public. No names, folks. Come around. Oh, Trey Trey. Ah, uh, Trey. Trey Dog. Of course. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, dude. Shout out Trey. Shout out Trey. Love you, Doc. Oh, now it's Ryan Bahat Ryan Bling. It's a jam. Uh Does he like it or not like it? No, he likes it. And I was I was like, what the fuck is this song? <laughs> what I was wrong. I was wrong. It's a jam. It's a jam. The only one that I really truly like that There's I, that one where he samples uh uh fucking what's his Lauren name? Hill. No, Jai Paul. Oh yeah, yeah. He did sample Jay Paul. Yeah. Always yeah, okay. Uh I can tell you the name. That one I would rather just go back and listen to the original. Is that started from the bottom? From where it's not that one. No, no. it's not that one. No. Oh that's another one. You just named another one. Yeah. So the only like Drake song that I truly like is Passion Fruit. I love that one. I don't know that one. It's it's a nice smooth R and B jam. Okay. And there's been people that have covered it, and I really like the covers. And I was like listening to like it, and I was like, I had like this version of it this a cover version of it just like sure. bumping in my car like for months and then like somebody's like you know that's a drake song right i'm like no it's not <laughs> is it and they're like it's a drake song and i'm like fuck and i looked it up and i listened to his version and i liked his version so nice i'm a fan yeah i don't hate drake i just never really like come around to catch this shit too often it always seemed like it was sport to like poke fun at him you know sure but he's definitely not better than the beatles oh for sure <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's what's going on. Anything else crazy? Anything no, I'm wild? trying to think something I, to speak on. I'm trying to think of what's going on in the news. Um, there's the whole Britney Griner thing. We didn't really get into that last time. Do you feel like you gotta? It continues. Yeah. I mean, they're saying the conditions over there are like Russian gulag, uh, camp style shit. Man, Russia. Yeah, fuck around in Russia. Yeah, fuck around and find out. Yeah, well. She did fuck around and she found out and I don't know, they might try to get her out, but I think that's weird. Them trying to get her out. What part's weird? No, not them trying to get her out. But okay, so like obviously like Russia is gonna try to like leverage leverage this leverage shit and it, take yeah. advantage of the opportunity. Yeah. Um and uh it just depends on what we like have to give up. Mm. for her i've like, heard i've heard some trades that seemed uh kind of maybe lopsided one-sided in ter- in one-sided of, trades <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i don't want to see but yeah, i don't know it just sucks they should legalize weed but it's a whole different thing though with like russia it's like it's not the actual law i don't think because i i don't think they're really like busting a lot of russians for like marijuana i have no idea what the weed but culture is like i think over there. that like yeah. you know like no just clue the situation of like a, an american in an air, airport mm-hmm. especially one of the high profile is just such an easy target of course to like absolutely yeah yeah it's fucked up yeah but like at the end of the day it's like if there's one country where I would double check all my bags before I went in there. Well, they'll they'll nab you. Like I've been watching all of these videos of this traveler who's been in Venezuela, and he's uh has this woman who is just take. They're like you know thirty minute videos, and this woman is just taking him into all the different like slums, and the the nice parts. Like it all like some like the whole video was like they're like in this like one slum on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. I watch yeah. those videos all the time. I watch yeah, and like they're in the slum of Venezuela. Um, I can't remember the exact specific neighborhood. Oh, started with the P. I can't think of it right now. But um, I, I love watching it. I, like it was like a thirty-minute video, and I watched it twice. 
and uh just yeah the way there's it, a couple of guys that just go around there like, yeah they're cool dudes i follow i follow a couple of them and this is just like a standard issue white guy and yeah i know who you're talking about yeah, yeah and yeah, um yeah. so he's yeah, like all in I know there exactly who you're talking about and then the other uh, kind of like it's kind of maybe he's got like a german accent or something yeah, some yeah. Kind of accent. And so yeah. the the father yeah. the father of the venezuelan woman that they've been like walking around with all day <laughs> They like eventually get back to their house and they're making black beans and they're doing the whole thing. Sure. And the father is like, yeah, like those two guys that you ran into were undercover cops that the neighborhood specifically sent out to watch over you guys as you guys were walking around. Dang. And it was like some like subtle, like covert thing. And it was just like very like because there was like regular cops all over the place. But then like, you know, like it, it is like. You know, like they they called it a slum, and it's supposed to be the, like one of the world's biggest slums. But then I looked it up, and like there's like technically like other bigger ones. You know, like sure. In various, it's how you define it. Yeah, it's how you define it. You know, because like to me, like like there are some areas that they went through. I was like, well, they're just like people making the best of it, and like it didn't look so bad. You know, but obviously, like they're running out of water, and right. like the infrastructure is like crumbling because like there's like corruption and there's like big problems down there. And like, they were like once like oil rich and they still have tons of oil, but there's still like their people are getting fucked over, you know? Mm -hmm. But, uh, just watching this dude, like, you know, going around, like you realize like how like fragile, cause I had to look it up. I'm like, how dangerous is it really there? And, like, sure. and they're like, dude, if you're like a white American, like do not try to like go down there and be a tourist like you are like something is going to happen to you like for sure like you you think it might be one way but it's not you know and it's the same way with like having weed in a russian airport you know like yeah like some countries might... are just like that when i was in uh panama mm -hmm. i was coming home and i was um you know in the airport and there was this guy from Honduras sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, dude, do not go to Honduras, man. I'm just like, what I was, was he saying? take my grandma home. Finally got her out. Wow. Um, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, if you take a phone out there, like that's valuable. And like someone will jack you for it. Like you don't want to be yeah. out there on a phone. Like, yeah. With these, these, all these videos of Venezuelan ones, she's like, I don't have my phone with you. And this guy's like walking around with like a camera. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> he's walking around with this like high tech, like 4k camera, you yeah. know? But, you know, he's, he's trying to be good and trying to, like, do it like a right, you know. He's speaking Spanish. He's doing the whole thing, you know. But that only goes so far. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, he he looks like what he looks like. Yeah. I get away with it, though. Yeah. But I can go down in those slums and get away with it. Hey. Um, yeah. I do look, I do look Latin. Um, and then even if I don't look Latin and they figure me out, they're like, ah, oh, India's a fucking slum town. Just, uh, well, that's when, when I looked it up in Mumbai, they had like a like over a million people in this one slum, technically. Yeah, dude. And the one in Venezuela was like four hundred thousand or something like that. But uh, I rock all those people, man. They're, they're yeah, the people like that. That is like the setup and the culture, and like they are living, and they're doing good, you know, like in a way. When I was down in Maui, I was um, hanging out with like uh, all these like local dudes or whatever, like buying weed from them, mm -hmm. and. uh they would, uh, you know, they would take me in and I'd be like, you know, walking around with them and I'd be like in like these rough areas. Dude. Uh, like, you don't think it gets rough in like these areas, but it does get rough there sometimes. And this guy would be like walking around with like a bat. Oof. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right. Warrior style. What's going on here, you know? But like, <laughs> uh, we went, I, I just remember like the first time I met him, we like, he's like, hey, you need some weed? I go, yeah, dude. Mm. Just check it out. What you got? 
and like was it a scam hustle no no like he knew everyone dude like he knew like uh. all the locals and all the locals like respected him like anytime like any local would pass by like he would always like greet them say yeah some say, smile, say what's some up story yeah like, oh, this dude's awesome like nice. i already know this dude's fucking a cool dude yeah and you know he went to some house and he knocked on it dude wasn't there he went to some other house we're going like more and more in the hood mm. and i'm just like all right um you know for me it's just cool or whatever i'm just like take it yeah in. it's all like, i like i like yeah. getting access to those yeah things. you want to see that, that. Yeah, you, yeah. you're never gonna see it any other way exactly exactly of course and we ended up going to like this house i think it was actually maybe his grandma uh, and i think i bought weed from his grandma okay but i definitely got weed from like this old lady you call that good hustle granny and uh <laughs> she gave me like this maui gold and she's like you won't find this from the white people mm. she's like you fucking like go back to your resort and you fucking like you know, you see what they got. Like they, we don't sell to those people. Was like, it like cured and like dried and good? Oh, it was the best fucking weed that I was had it? in Hawaii. Okay, yeah, it was nice. probably top five weed all the time. Okay. Yeah. Damn, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, they know where it's at. You love to hear it. Um, and then I. What was, was it called again? Gold. Uh, it was Maui Gold. Is what Maui they gave Gold. Me. Maui. Yeah. Okay. And then I would just always like, you know, every time I'd see this dude, I'd always like smoke with him and fucking hang out with like him and his girl or whatever and. Sounds great. Yeah, man. This is beautiful. This time. is where I want to go. And then, so, like, I came back. Yeah. And uh, telling uh, Steve O. Shout mm. out to Steve O. All right. We got a couple shout outs. Yeah. Shout out to Steve O. Trey. Uh, we got Trey. We got Steve O. I know. I know. Steve O just helped me with uh, my car the other day. I got some brakes on there. Oof. Nice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love Steve O. Um, but yeah, I was hanging out with Steve O. And um, he had this, like, uh, job for like a day before he walked out on it and there was like another kid that like walked out that same day that got hired the same day so there's like Yikes. two kids that like got hired for one day and then walked out on Mutiny. this job after a day Mutiny. and they were like disc golfing and i went disc golfing with them and like right when this happened when they left they quit and went disc golfing yeah, together yeah yeah <laughs> and uh they're like hey what do you guys think uh should we do this job or should we quit and go disc golfing they're like we're out of here i made decisions like that too but um <laughs> We get there and we're just getting the dude's from like Maui and like I'm telling him these stories and he's like, you know, he's like, dude, you don't want to hang out with those Valley Boys. I'm like, nah, dude, those Valley Boys fucking love me, man. Mm. I bought weed from those Valley Boys. I met fucking grandma of the Valley Boys. Yeah, once you met the grandma, and he's like, dude, because you're, in... you're not white. Cause uh, you're not white. He's like, I totally get it. Yeah, fucking, absolutely. You're not white. I he's feel like you. it makes sense now. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it all makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for him, he couldn't do it. But you know, he he was Hawaiian. Oh, I thought you were talking about Steve. Oh, Steve, yeah, Steve. <laughs> I was Steve-o. like, okay, okay. Steve, yeah, Steve was just there, but he was. You're talking about the guy. Okay, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. I got you. The other That's guy fair. was Hawaiian. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta be careful out there, Brittany Griner. I don't know what's gonna happen next on that. And uh, I guess want to just like segue quick into sports. We can just like roll with it and get into it here. Uh, you want to go go into it? You you don't want to take a break? Yeah, we can take a break. All right, we gotta take a break. all right folks we're back and we're gonna talk a little bit of sports i think before we get into oh sports, we got a pre oh shoot. i gotta okay. ask you something all right prescript postscript 
You uh, you didn't tell us about the uh, the fish concert you were at this weekend down in Alpine. Oh, the Alpine fish concert. I had to go, baby. Trey. No, I'm just joking. I cannot get down with that. I cannot condone. No, let's talk about sports. No, is, is it, was, that, was that your preemptive? That's all I got. Okay. I did, I did see Trey Anastasio uh, solo once with a seven-piece brass band. I don't even know who that is. He's the lead singer of Fish. Oh, well, you know more than I. Oh, I know quite a bit. <laughs> I had to be there. It's, co- it's coded. It was meant to be. It was written in the stars. Yeah. If you like music enough and you're like you know close enough, to festival life you can it's gonna be you, you, there's a venn diagram and you get sucked into part of it <laughs> for sure uh but i do not roll around listening to that i'll eat a little ben and jerry's fish food though every once in a while okay the ice cream the ice cream i'll get down with that yeah because you're a big ice cream guy i am actually i don't think folks realize how much of an ice cream guy amo is dude i love ice cream so have you tried jenny's no. Okay, so that's like the the hot new thing is the Jenny's ice cream. What? So I mean, like, guess is that how thing you guys got at the store? We definitely do, but it's like very popular on the East Coast. And, okay. Uh, guess how much it is for a pint? Uh, ten bucks. Yeah, it's nine. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I, I got a, I got a pint of it uh, this week, and I kind of I gripped into that pretty good, you know, some late night late night munchy situation. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, I gotta say, it's definitely right there with Ben and Jerry's, but I don't know. Ben and Jerry's is, I don't know, it's a classic. Have you ever had a bad ice cream? Like, have you ever? Well, if it's frosted over in the freezer because it sat in there for too long. I guess. You know, that's. It's edible, though. It's like Neapolitan, like with the three flavors, and you're at your friend's house, and he's like, I got some of this ice cream. And you're like, shit, dude, how long has this been in here? <laughs> that's some bad ice cream. <laughs> I guess. But for the most part, it's usually pretty damn good. Yeah. So sports-wise, man, what's going on? You uh, excited about this possible Giannis Antetokounmpo to the Chicago Bulls situation? You know, I was hearing, I was hearing some of that. Um, are you heartbroken? Are you mad? No, are, you, are you excited? No, people. This is why I hate the media, because you can't let a guy be a guy. Yep. And then you're gonna read into shit like. He's just saying that, yeah, it would be cool to play for the Bulls. He was being so natural about it and just like everyone grew up with, like you know, like everyone would say that. Of course, everyone who likes basketball, he was just shooting our age. He was just shooting. Who wouldn't want to play in the United Center under those fucking banners? Yeah, he was. Yeah, and it's just such a yeah casual response. Of course, it was so it was so casual and just blown out of proportion. You know, the thing is, is that they do like they hate, they hate the Bucks, and they want Giannis to leave so bad. Of course they And they do. want to probably move Milwaukee. You, like, the worst oh, thing that did. happened... They wanted to move Milwaukee so bad. The worst thing that happened yeah. was Giannis, you know, being Giannis, and then having, like, <laughs> Milwaukee blow up and support the Bucks. Of course. Like, and it's that, a cultural phenomenon, that, and he is one of the greatest of our generation. Yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, he leapfrogged Kevin Durant, you know, quite a bit, you know, for that number one best player in the league situation. For sure. And look at where it left Durant. Yeah. Still looking for that trade. I don't think Durant was ever number one though. He was trying to be. It was LeBron, and then it was Giannis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't think it's like I said. You can pass mm. the whole history of uh, the NBA along and not mention Durant, and I'd be, I'd be <gasps> fine with it. Cold blooded. So yeah, that saga continues. We're gonna blow right past that. And, but uh, uh, if we're gonna keep it back in basketball. And oops. speaking of the Bucks, uh, did you see who we got on Christmas Day? I did not watch the or look at the Christmas Day lineups. Who, who are we playing? Boston, baby. Yeah, of Let's course. go. Is it uh, another early one? 
Probably. They always do it at like 11. I don't know if they have the times or not. They do it at like 11 a.m. I know. And it's like Christmas Day, which is good for the the players because then they can hang out with their families, you know. But if you're one of like the players that has like the 9 p.m. slot on Christmas, it's kind of weird. Right. That that real early one, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Are we playing basketball at 11? As a fan, I like it. I like the five games in one day. But the, the 11 a.m. start for the Bucks or for any team is never good. For sure. You, for nobody sure. wants to play that early. Yeah, I don't like that one for the Bucks. Yeah. Um, but Boston, you know, fuck Boston. Fuck Boston. <laughs> uh, the WNBA playoffs are starting tonight. Speaking of hoops, I'm, um, rooting, I'm rooting for the Seattle Storm. I want to say that uh, it was got? Maya Moore that I was thinking of that one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me that text about her, and I looked her up, and I was like, yeah, I know who she is. Yeah, she's dope. She's definitely good. Other than that, I don't know anything about fucking WNBA. Uh, Do you want to pick a team? <laughs> I don't know if I'm even... Uh, I could, I'd be like you in hockey. Like, I'd probably I'd yeah. be so disinterested. <laughs> that's, but, <laughs> that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right, moving on. We can pick a we can pick a team. Well, next week we'll pick a team. Sure. All right. Sure. So there's only twelve teams left in the league, and eight of the teams go to the playoffs. Okay. So I would like those odds. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what are we betting? No, we're not betting anything. I mean, unless you sure. want to call some kind of like some bet. I don't know. No, Whatever you want to think of. I don't know. Whatever we'll you think got. Of something. Um. Yeah. Sports. What else is going on? What do you got? uh let's see baseball is a sport that's going on you're wearing a brewer's shirt brewers baby yeah they lost today they won yesterday in an exciting game a walk-off and then they lost today were they, by... were they playing they doing a series yeah the dodgers they mm-hmm. got the dodgers in town um it's actually nice to see us hang with them because they're uh they were number one in the league for yeah. a while are yeah, they still they... number one for sure okay yeah so solid uh you got Aaron Judge trying to break uh, the non-steroid home run record. Who said is that? It's still Hank Aaron, or who is well, that? Well, I think like uh, it's not Hank Aaron. Well, Hank Aaron has like the all-time uh, home runs, but the most in the season sixty-three. Oh no, I was talking about in a career. In a career, that's what it is. Career. Yeah. Sorry. Oof. But Hank, uh, but for a season, that's Roger Maris had the sixty-one home runs. It was I think. sixty-one. Okay, okay. And then, you know, Sosa, Bonds, and uh, McGuire to all top that. Yeah. But. What was more fun than that steroid era? I know. Why would that, you? What What's the problem? I don't understand. They what's should. The... They should actually legalize steroids, and especially like at this point, uh, I feel like most athletes use it for recovery. Rather than in performance, yeah. So if you can like keep you're talking the like old school players steroids. healthier, if you yeah. can get them injured less and you can have them playing more, yeah, that's what the fans want. That's what the sport wants. Yeah. And if we're also at a point where modern science has gotten to the point where it's not just some random laboratory in China making these things, right? Like maybe now it's more regulated and polished, and the the side effects are getting less and less because there's a lot of money in sports. Yep. And there's going to be a lot of money in sports science. Well, because you can't tell now because like back in the day, like McGuire, you'd be like, damn, his head is twice the size right. as it was three years ago. And you're like, but now it's just like they've come a long way with these steroids. So exactly. you're kind of like, ah, he looks like a normal guy. Right. And you're like, you oh, no, he's, yeah. he's been doing roids this whole time. He's on a cycle because they cycle him on and off. Exactly. And yeah, it's like about, yeah, recovery, like you're saying. 
And like, yeah, even that shit with like the the blood swapping shit, like with the Tour de France, I'm like, fucking swap that blood out. Let's see what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> you can fucking push ride, your ride, limit. You push can ride that limit. bike up this mountain a little bit faster because you got some of your old blood that was remained fresh somehow. <laughs> fucking do it, man. Um, Just let's see what happens. Of- so Fernando Tatis Jr. got busted for for uh, steroids. Roids, okay. Got eighty game suspension. Ooh, damn. And you know that's the thing. It's people still have that stigma on it, where like, so he has to cover it up and make an excuse. Mm-hmm. Do you know what his excuse was? What do you say? He's fighting ringworm. Dude, they all they're all fighting staff and ringworm, man. It's <laughs> tough out there for those guys. Right. I don't know, man. I, that's one of the my be- favorite things about being an adult is that I, I, you know, I participated in high school sports and all that shit. For sure. But just being away from that, like gym and like gymnasium, locker room, whole the whole thing, so gross. I bet. It's always like they're like, ah, shit, staff infections broke out left and right, and you're like, fucking, I'm out of here, man. Fuck this <laughs> shit. I'm just trying to run and do triple jump, man. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so you always got to watch out for, you know, it doesn't even matter. You could be like the biggest, richest, you know, franchise in the world. And then all of a sudden, that shit happens in the NBA where they're like something happens in the locker room. So you buy it? You think he was fighting ringworm and took some steroids? I think he was definitely fighting ringworm, but I think he was also, <laughs> also taking steroids. I mean, it is, it is a weird I don't, thing I don't to think just they throw have to be out there. Much, you know, I don't think if you don't have be... any reference to it, it's not like you're just going to pick that one out of the blue. Unless you're really going through it, like, or have gone through it, <laughs> definitely some truth to the matter. I feel like I feel yeah. like it. Um, yeah, baseball. Oh man, I'm still not there with it. Yeah. God, I just have not watched a single pitch in the last month. You don't even watch your boy out in uh, Otani. No, I haven't even watched any Otani. Yeah, I'm just like. Oh. So he got the uh, what did he get? I think he was the first in a while to get like um. What is it? He did something that like only Babe Ruth has done. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I can't remember what exactly yeah. it was. He's basically just been doing that. <laughs> he was like Babe Ruth of that era, like but in the modern time where everyone's like a hundred times better and like right. nobody's drunk. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he's like actually doing it. Um so yeah, so always shout out to him. But yeah, baseball. Oh man. I'll get into it. I'll be there. Playoffs are dope. I'm more into the WNBA right now than I am into the MLB. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I haven't watched a, I don't think a single a single quarter tip off, not even a quarter in my life. In your life of the WNBA. Oof, you're missing out. I don't. I don't think I've watched. Hoops. Yeah. Hoops. I just like. Hoops. I think. I think I tried to maybe watch it when it first came out back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Uh, like when basketball ended. And I don't they know they push it. They push it so hard during that one NBA yeah, playoffs. Yeah. They're like when we were kids. They're exactly. like, it's a, it's gonna be real. You're gonna like this. You have to watch this. And that's their fault because it's like <laughs> you know they overmarketed it. I feel like. But I just love hoops. Like I was just down at James Madison tonight. I was shooting. You know, like the sun was going down. I wanted to get a couple shots up before we did the podcast. So For I sure. rolled down there, and they were just finishing up a game of twenty twenty one. You know, five on five, and they were just going at each other. And this one dude just kept doing these 360s in the paint and they kept calling him DeRozan, like all the guys on the nice. side. That's what I like about James Madison is you'll have like people like grilling out, watching the game, just like hanging out, having For a good sure. time. It's always a vibe over there. And they just like kept yelling, DeRozan! <laughs> and this one dude was definitely tall and he kept getting down there and like doing some a couple of dunks and like it was a fast-paced five-on-five and like, I'm just down there shooting around. There's a couple more people around me who were just shooting around on the other court. 
And uh, I'm like, this is what I love. This is what I love watching this. Yeah. And then after the game, they got they were doing trying to dunk on each other, and like a couple of dudes were just like yank, just like yamming home, just like crazy dunks over the, like their friends, dude. and they're filming it for like Instagram and shit. That environment, like the outdoor like, like basketball and, and the playground environment, like that shit needs to be taken to the professional level. Like in baseball, they just did that uh, the Field of Dreams game where they play in the uh, fielder. I heard about that. Yeah. And you know hockey. If you build does it. A, yep. And yep. hockey does the outside game. Yeah, the outside game is huge with hockey. So dope. Yeah. But like if they could do like basketball at like Rucker Park one day. I, it would be the best. Yeah, I would dude. love it so much. So yeah, just watching those guys play down there tonight. And I'm over there on the other court like trying to like shoot threes and like, you know, dribble without looking at the ball. Sure, sure. <laughs> and they're over there trying to like dunk for Instagram. And I'm like, ah, I love it. It's my favorite thing of all time. But yeah, the dog days are here though. What else you got? um let's see football football is waking up a little bit hmm. got some action going on preseason games going some uh joint practices people are fighting a lot of fights i've heard some some stories yeah, yeah. not not so great i mean it's not, it's not so good for camaraderie it's it's what happens is you have these joint practices so you have two teams practicing against each other and they're the ones fighting against each other so it's not within the team it's let's say you got the Falcons, you know, practicing against the Patriots. Yeah, and the then Fa- then the fights are breaking. Those two up teams those will like squads. fight. Yeah, it's okay. like, Oh, you fucking take a cheap shot at my guy. I thought it's it was like inner squad yeah, problems. No, it's not inner squad. Okay. It's like some real brawl shit, like fifty on fifty, fucking. How do you break that up? I don't know. I mean, if the strongest athletes in the world decide to fight each other, <laughs> right. how do you? How would you truly break that up? And they outnumber you too. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they disregard your your entire like existence and well being, and they don't right. care about you. Right? Yeah. How would you truly break that up? It's a tough question. Ooh, malice in the palace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in the palace here. We're recording this pod. Um, I don't know what else, man. LeBron James resigned with the Lakers for ninety-seven million for two years. Yeah, I saw that. I don't think that was like. Are, uh, are, you, are you vibing with that? I mean, it's LeBron. Like he can do whatever he wants. It's it's cool like yeah you know just it is what it is i don't know (laughs) yeah you feel indifferent yeah i'd like to i don't know kind of see him in cleveland but you want him to go back it'd be a cool story but like it's also cool it's also cool return to home it's also cool that he stayed like it's also cool yeah he's made he's made his home out there i don't i don't know like i don't have anything to say about it 97 million two years yeah underpaid (laughs) Yeah, you get what you can get though. Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, you just get what the uh, the market pays, and what it what it is. But uh, football, Packers, man. You ready for it? Aaron Rodgers is. His, uh, his receivers are dropping a lot of catches in practice. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, yeah. What's going on? They got a. They call them butter butter fingers, <laughs> butter nuts. Rock hands. Where I come from. Ah, uh, rock hands, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, they just got yeah, they just got a <laughs> lot of new or young guys, and I think Rogers is, you know, just I think he's doing a good thing though because what he's actually doing is taking the blame off of the uh, the backup quarterback Jordan Love. Yeah, I saw and he threw a lot of interceptions during that one. It's kind of huh? his way of like supporting him in a way. And That's good. Kinda, like. You know, making sure that uh, no one's really ripping on him. They're talking about Rodgers ripping the receivers instead. 
That's good. Yeah, you don't want to see Rodgers. You want to see like a camaraderie between the the quarterback and the backup. Right. There's always so much tension, and I'm like, why don't you guys just get along? That's <laughs> well, good. You guys are both gonna be okay in the long run. Yeah, but it's hard. Like, what if this is like your last like? What if this is your last go for Rodgers? Well, just in general. Like, I'm not speaking about Rodgers. I'm just saying, like in person, like you know, personally, like in general. Like, what if you're at a job? And you want to keep doing it. Okay. But there's only one spot. Yep. And they're fucking hired a guy to take your spot. And they're tra- telling you to train him to, to, to fucking But they take always... That spot. But no, there's not one spot. There's one spot and then there's a sub spot that has to put pressure on the number one spot at all times. Like it's built in. But you do have that number one spot. And that is part of being that leader. It's like you have to take the pressure... And like you got like you got some other like little cats nipping at your heels like fuck them dude like you had to be the man and you had to fucking throw that football right and yeah. you had to take control of that spot and not flame out in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, but that's just, yeah, yeah. But he's doing. I think Rogers is doing fine. I don't think he's the reason why they flamed out. Mm-hmm. I think the difference is is that like you know when Favre was here with Rogers, he didn't do that. With Rodgers. He, he fucked him over. He was the biggest dick and everyone, of all time. That's what I'm the saying. Fans, like, that's what, and the fans. That's why Rodgers Took it out on Rodgers. Like, you know how rough the fans were to Rodgers? I like, remember it very. Yeah. Like, I mean, that was. So I think I, he's trying to look out for. That for, was when I liked football. Yeah. And it was the biggest dick move that Favre could have ever done. Yeah. And like people. I mean, there's the people that were in the know. Love watching Rodgers in those preseason games. They're fucking vibing with them and riding with them. And I think that put the pressure on Favre. And that made Favre treat him like an asshole. Right. I think it was like a weird thing. You know, the whole Favre exit was like the worst thing that could have happened to Wisconsin. <laughs> it was so terrible. That was pretty that. bad. It was pretty bad, you know. Thank God for Giannis. I know, right? <laughs> this is the best thing that ever happened to like, for like basketball in the state of Wisconsin ever in the history. So, yeah, Rodgers, man, he's got he's to gotta become, you know, compadres. He's got to be fucking amigos with this guy. No, I think he's doing a good job with that. Yeah, they like, need to be in town. Ayahuasca. Let's open his mind. Yeah. His fucking chakras are open. Are they supposed to be open? Yeah, they're supposed to be open. They're supposed to be open to energy and let it flow. There you go. Pass through you. Yes. There we go. Yes, sir. What else you got going on, man? Uh, sports? Yeah, you watching some, some snooker? <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Isn't there another name for that? What about cricket? Yeah, I know cricket. Australian rules cricket? Yeah. <laughs> No, the only other thing that I got is, did you see that uh, um, Boncaro and uh, Murray, they were getting at it? Tell me about it. Oh, there's all this beef going on between them. Everyone's like chiming in, like Paul George is chiming in on that. Everyone's ah. kind of like, oh, well, this is the date they're first playing in the uh, uh, regular season. Because what was going on is they were like playing, I don't know, in the Drew League or whatever. Okay. But they were playing is against Jamal Murray. Other. Yeah, Dijon. Okay. And um, I don't know, like, Boncaro was just kind of oblivious to, like, the whole thing. But Dijon... Was he balling out on him, or what was he doing? No, I guess maybe he, like, I bumped into Dijon, maybe. Oh, Dejante. Is it Dejante Murray? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Dejante. Is that how you say it? De- Dejante, yeah. Yeah. I had this problem earlier on this podcast, like three episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dejante, I, but I was thinking of Jamal Murray from Denver. No, no, yeah. no, no. So Dejante was playing in the Drew League. Yeah. 
Jante is badass, man. Dude, he was He's a like, bad motherfucker. Yeah, but he was just like I think Boncaro just like ran into him accidentally. Ah. And uh then uh Murray did not let it go. And he was just going at him? The whole game. I need to watch like this. Oh my god. <laughs> I need to watch this. Yeah. What happened? I don't know, just going extra hard on the guy, like slamming the ball at him, like hmm. just doing all sorts of shit like that. Was it good? Fun to watch? I was just reading about it. I uh, didn't see it. I'm gonna. Like, I gotta watch that immediately. Yeah, that sounds awesome. But even like after it, like Bon Carroll was like, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, yeah, if you don't know, you don't know. And you're just like <laughs> all of a sudden, this guy's like targeting you. You have no idea why he like he did a slight on you. It was like Michael Jordan shit. We're like, why is Michael Jordan mad at me? But I guess like Paul George <laughs> was saying, like, yeah, it's just fucking for the love of the game. Like they're from the same city. Oh, like, okay. It's probably like you know just showing up like that. Interesting. Yeah, I definitely got to watch that. Yeah. You think Paul Jarvis is going to do anything this year? I mean, I don't know. He's always like a, a like sort of enigma. Like, yeah, they released the uh, the over unders for uh, win totals for the NBA for yeah. Vegas this week. I don't want to go over that right now, but sometime in the near future we can go over some of those over unders for sure. Maybe place a couple wagers. Hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that's my language. That's I my love, love the language, dude. Gambling is my love language, man. Dude, I've been filling out over unders, but not actually betting on it for like the last like six years. Yeah, and uh, I'm not that good at it. No shit, no. I've gotten some some W's and some losses. You know, over unders are hard. Like over unders are going to be a lot easier. They're going to be a lot easier if you live bet. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm talking like projection for the whole year, like 82 oh. games. You had to call the over to like, like, are the Pistons going to win more than 43 games this year? Oh, that's tough. What do you think? More than 43 Pistons. Um, over under. I would say under, just because the you division. Take, you taking the under? Yeah, the division is going to be tough. You got Cleveland, Milwaukee, yeah. and uh, uh, fucking uh, Chi Town. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah. There you go, and Indiana, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, they're always. Uh, you know, I don't know with them. Like, you yeah, know? you never know with them. So like uh, the Bucks, you take in, uh say we'll just say fifty-seven over under. Uh, I'll say over. Taking over fifty-seven. Yeah, but you never know, like you know, because they got to stay healthy. But if they yeah. do, yeah, over. So this is what we're gonna be doing. Maybe next week or the week after, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna run through these over unders. We're gonna sure. get into it. I'm excited. We'll do the pre- the preview and like we'll do the NFL preview coming up here because it's, yeah. it's coming up, right? Dude, NFL gambling is my favorite gambling. Let's get it. We'll hear all about it. Hell yeah. Gambling Corner. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Peace. Peace.